GM friends Shaheen, Wuba and Luca P here from the DGen Aussie Apes bringing you another weekly session all things crypto and NFTs. Let's go. It's the money. GM GM. What's happening? The boys. GM. GM. Fellow Kongs, fellow DGens. I'm excited today, man. We've got a big DGen in the house. Fellow Kong. Bbags.eth, thanks so much for coming in, bro. Gene, thank you for having me on. Nah, man, it's a pleasure, bro. Like, uh, it's lo- I love, I remember we met briefly at NFT SYD. It was the CyberKongs hoodie that Weaver was wearing that bridged that gap. Yeah, exactly. There's all these people around and you're just like, who, who I talk to, man? Oh, the guy's got CyberKong on. Yeah. Oh, I'm man. part of that group, man, so I'll talk to him, so... Yeah, it's like that instantaneous family, huh, John? Yeah, 100%. Like I said, you just meet someone and you've been through all the same experiences. It's like you know them even though you've just spoken to them for a couple of minutes. So I think that's why Web3 people just get on so well. You know, we've been through all the same things. We have the same values and we're all heading in the same direction as well. So I love it. It's cool, man. I really think this bear's given us an opportunity to sort of connect in real life. You know, we were just talking about it off air. I mean, B-Bags, you've been in crypto since 2017. Yeah, I started probably quite late in that cycle. Like I think around September, that was my, my intro, just bought some bitcoin got pretty wrecked there but did okay in the end with some uh, ripple towards the late end of that cycle yeah yeah good old ripple i don't think it's ever hit the was it 2018 it even flipped uh ethereum at the time it was just went on a crazy run up to exactly four bucks or something like that Uh, a lot of people still bag holding that dollar cost averaging in considering it's going to have another run when this lawsuit ends but uh yeah i think that's just crazy yeah same here yeah (laughs) i said it before i think i've said it a few times uh, ripple's gonna shoot us but Man, like I'm still holding a bag and once <laughs> once that hits a profit when it comes, I don't care. Like, you know, a bit of euphoria about the law case being done. It's out. I've said it before, guys. Yeah. Do your own research. Not financial advice, but Shaheen is out. But Shaheen, you know, that's not like, that's not an uncommon thought towards it. Like, that's, mm. that's why a lot of these older projects, it's hard for them to ever reach the levels that they got to in that initial massive hype run because you have all these people that are bag holding and once it once it gets any sort of value, they they tend to like have massive sell pressure on it. So I don't know, man. Yeah, hundred percent. It's almost cult like the level of like the belief in it. Yeah, I know people but, who like XRP is their religion basically. It they is talk it about is. adoption. They tune in every week, and it's just uh, you got to break it to them. You know what I mean? Like I met some people in the Ethereum community in 2018, and they just told me straight out ripples you know not where it's at you know what i mean they can partner with every bank in the world onboard all these people but it won't reflect in the xrp token which you know heavy you know heavy whales you know what i mean who got in 2014 2015 when it was a fraction of a cent you know what i mean and uh yeah just it's just a legal nightmare and it's just not worth touching this isn't even the first legal issues that they've had like i said if in my opinion things that didn't hit that all-time high this bull market have a drastically lower chance of ever surpassing that all-time high ever again so let's see what happens you never know you know the crypto market's crazy they could announce some settlement or some huge news tomorrow it could be up 300 percent uh but i think it needs a lot more than 300 percent to take Mm. over its all-time high so let's see what happens with xrp but yeah like i said i'm still holding a bag too just just for laughs (laughs) you know what i mean i think we're all i think everyone's in it and just like oh you just got to have a bit of it just in case it does something so man i've heard some insane stuff someone the other week said to me like you know ripple's gonna hit ten thousand dollars a coin and I'm like, you know, you need to leave me alone right now. Because <laughs> like, you, you know, do the market cap please, times yeah. the price, and you're like, okay, it's going to be what 27 quadrillion or something like that at that price. 
larger than every single existing financial, you know, infrastructure. Like it's just it's just delusional at that point. But yeah, I was going to say there's a lot of delusion. Yeah, I think the 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 mm. Bitcoin SV people as well with Craig Wright being Satoshi. So many. Uh, yeah, the hexes. The hex. Yeah, the, the list goes on. Yeah. It's just crazy that these people exist. You know. <laughs> oh, they. I think they enjoy themselves. Yeah, they have they have fun in their own communities, yeah. but um, I think NFTs and Ethereum and Solana and just the wider ecosystem is a, a lot more welcoming, a lot more inclusive, uh, focus less on price as well, and just more on people and values and vision. Mm. And that's that's what I'm more aligned with, as opposed to price targets and you know shills and that cult like following that some of these coins have cultivated. So. Yeah, yeah, I think like especially in our lives in this Dejan life, like we we always all say it, like you know six months as a degens like 10 years in sort of trading and all that type of stuff you know yeah. like the emotional highs lows the bags we've lost the bags we've gained you know it's it's an insane ride but i mean b-bags man you you see things i mean a bit different because your background in real life is as an analyst you are an analyst for the consortium key mm. so you look at projects in I, I would say in quite a different way you know rather than yeah i mean my my interest was just pure uh speculation yeah, and as from an investment point of view, and I, I, when I first heard about NFTs, I think it was it was early early twenty twenty one. I heard some podcasts where they were they were talking about how artists could get paid royalties, which is actually interesting now that there's uh, the rise of pseudo swap, yeah, which is basically a on chain um, marketplace that just completely goes like you can't enforce royalties. Mm. Uh, it's only enforced at the marketplace level. Like, so if, it's, if you're not trading on OpenSea, you don't get, like, the creators don't get royalties. Yeah. Right? You can just send things to your friend. So interesting where that's going. I just, I never really had, like, enough. Sorry, we'll, we'll cut that. I'm just rambling bullshit. Yeah, no. This- like, my first, so in NFTs when I got in there, it was probably, like, July when I started trading at first. Uh, I think Alex Becker actually shilled Doge Pound. And I was like, <laughs> I, I listened to him years ago. He, yeah. he used to do videos on YouTube and, like, just funny stuff. Yeah, I had my Alex Becker phases. And yeah. You have these that phases was my introduction. Yeah, yeah, Alex Becker. You have that stepping stone. Yeah. So I got into it and I'm like, man, that's, that's actually pretty fun. Like buying, like if you can get over that you're buying pitches and it's just some sort of vehicle for speculation, then then for me, I was like, wow, that's actually fun. Yeah. Let's keep going. And uh, it didn't take too long after that for the market to start going crazy. I think August was like one of the first major runs where the gains and just about anything we're just this re- august re- 2020 or august 2021 2021 yeah sorry if I said 2020. yeah august no. 2021 man insane it was a crazy time yeah like I, I remember it was like actually pure like the feeling in your body like pure euphoria of just like man shit is pumping <laughs> just insane levels the volume was ridiculous everything you know yeah. just seeing board api club just sure. rising like that everything it was everything i mean cyber kongs gen kongs what were they with 250 I think they got, yeah, the up time. there, like 200 around that. Banana Babies were like 15. Yeah. 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 Just crazy levels. Insane money. Mm. And it's quite amazing, like, you know, because like you said, like, if you remove all, you know, it's just the emotion because you get so caught up in this, like, in a sense, that JPEG, but that picture, that club, you're so, like, you, you're riding it high and you're not doing that sort of flip, that turnover or... Yeah, exactly. People, I think it's a lot easier, especially... NFTs to get very very attached to the bag mm. you know th- there's something just about the visual of the picture of your board ape or your dog or whatever 
instead of just on some coin or some stock. Like there's everyone, I don't know, there's so many people. Like my missus, she, she's got a couple uh, NFTs. She, I'm like, please, please sell, please sell various things at times because they're just ridiculously priced. She's like, no, I love them. I can't. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's, yeah. it's not just a balance. It's not just a, a token. It's, uh, it's one, you know what I mean? So instead of owning a million of some random dog coin, it's one, it's personalized. You're the only one, unless it's like a mechaverse or something like that, where you've got the, the similar they NFTs. All half of them look the same. Yeah. Yes. So, um, it's like a one little color on the chest that's different. Yeah, yeah 100%. So, yeah, I can, oh, the I poor can, people's mechaverse, yeah. man. We've and, seen people get wrecked. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But, but like, who are the people buying this stuff? Because it's not just some average little punter who, like, in a small way, they're buying shit for like 30 grand. And, it's yeah. crazy. You know what I mean? I've asked the question too. Like, you know, you see some of those previous sales, like Kevin's man, Pixelmon Kevin, exactly. like going for 80 if, like, you see the Kevin graveyard and you're like 80 if, 70 if. It's like, who did you just stack? Are you just that person that was lucky that stacked a massive bag of Ethereum, you know, five years ago or something yeah. and have no idea? Like, what's, where is this coming from? Yeah, it's funny. They actually updated all the artwork for that Pixelmon project, except for Kevin. Oh, so Kevin's really? still yeah, the original. Yeah, yeah. I just saw that yesterday or the day before. So I did see Nate selling a Pixelmon the other day. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's just got that meme value now from from the Kevin. So exactly, yeah. and memes have value. We've seen plenty of those over the, over the the run. They changed lives. Like that Gozali yeah. one. I don't know. Gozali, that, that was, that was the. <laughs> I should have bought one at point one. I remember I was about to. I'm like, come on and. My inner degen should have been right. Like, you know, everyone got on that train. What was their all-time? I was like one point something. Maybe it was, 1. It was more than it should have been. It, it, got, it got bit up quite a bit. Man, and then it just like, do you find how, like one thing that blows my mind is like, it's like the FUD with Rider Rips and Board Ape Yacht Club. Like people forget, you know, Pixelmon was like $70 million. You know what I mean? Like it's just so, and I hear yeah. all this FUD and I'm like, I'm beyond it because now it's like I've been in this for so long. I'm like... In two weeks, what are you going to care about? In two weeks, like, CyberConks to me, when I look at, like, how they the engineered play and collect, you know, the owl of moistness with the Guardian contract and all that stuff, I'm like, man, I believe in that shit. That's that's cool. You, you guys are pioneers, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're doing something cool. You're doing something cool. And, yeah, you don't have this big marketing behind you and, like, you'll know when Kongs are rising. You'll know. Kongs just build, man. Yeah, like, man. You know. It's definitely a cool brand. I oh, love it, man. Like, when did you first come across the uh, CyberConks? So you've been in I it think, for a Yeah, I've been in a while. I heard about them pretty early on. They used to have this, like, really awesome aura in the, in the space. They used to be one of those, I don't know, mystical communities where people were like, Kongs are buying, oh, shit, you know? Like it, was they used Wall to Street Kongs open then just without the baby, or has that ever been... I don't think... I wasn't in there at that time. I think... For me, I bought the baby specifically to go into Wall Street Same. Kongs. Yeah, exactly. That was Same. Like, yeah, <laughs> that was my only motivation. And it was my at that time. It was easily my biggest buy of, yeah. of anything. Yeah, because it just had this like yeah, it had this aura of you know that's where that's where the money is. You know, there's there's so it was around September I joined Kongs. Yeah, how did it feel making that purchase? Because I'm guessing at the time it was the largest purchase you make. Did you kind of second guess yourself? Did you? How was it like? Did you have the ETH in your wallet already? Did you have to send it? Did you have to like psych yourself up and be like, okay? This is probably one of the largest purchases I've ever I've made. You know, I don't know what your investments are like outside of the NFT space, but it's very like intimidating for me to kind of make a large purchase like that and kind of justify it rationally in your head when you go to click that make that buy button and the MetaMask approval. Yeah, Walk yeah. us through that process. What was it like? Oh, I think I I'd made up made up my mind to um to get it, but it was a bit. Yeah, it was a bit like, oh shit, that's a big buy. But mm. I was excited. I was like, that's something I wanted. So the it was, best it was feeling, a cool thing. man. I was so 
pumped when I bought that, like uh, that feeling of euphoria. Only two purchases ever did that. Two purchases ever did that for me, which was my baby Kong and the mutant. But it's an exhilarating feeling. And then like Wuba bought one, and then Luca bought one, Wasi bought one, and because we just fucking were just preaching. Cyber Kongs, man. But I was exactly like you, man. It was Wall Street Kongs, you know. Yeah, that was the main draw for, for me anyway. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I was like, um, you know, I'd heard of Nate Rivers. I I don't even, I can't even remember how I stumbled across, upon Nate Rivers, but I remember he had about 8,000 followers at the time. Mm. And um, he did this meme coin masterclass trading course on YouTube. I don't know if you've ever I seen, have seen that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. actually not too bad. It's I good, man. Man, I remember sending it to one of the boys because I didn't know much, you know, and I sent it to one of the boys. I knew memes were the way, but, like, I sent it to one of the boys and, you know, a bit more experienced than me, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, like, he's not too bad, but, you know, I don't really think he knows what he's talking about, right? So I watched the whole meme quote thing and started doing more research, and I rang him back. I'm like, man. You've got no idea, bro, who this guy is, bro. Just started <laughs> like it was like he put a post up on Twitter when it, I think it was the Looks Rare airdrop, mm. which calculated like how much spend you had on OpenSea as to what your airdrop was going to be. Mm. And he put something up, it was like 6,000 ETH spent on yeah. OpenSea. And I'm like, wow, this guy's a king, man. That's some, yeah, a lot of trading, a lot of trading, you know. And even like I think it was a week before I had bought. Uh, my cyber Kong, it was in Wall Street Kongs. There was about, I don't know, about 10 or 15 Kongs that had made like a million dollars. Like things were pumping at the time within like a four or five day period. Mm. And I'm like, man, I need to be in Wall Street Kongs. I need to learn. I need to like, yeah. you know, be with these guys and vibe. Because you, you want the success yourself, right? You want to, 100%. Yeah. You know, I think it's like, you know, life is life, but you know, that money does, it makes it more easier, more comfortable. And how many shots do you ever get? Like we missed the internet boom. We missed... All these little things, these yeah. catalysts that, you know, if we were right time, right place, we would have made it. But I feel like, you know, we're never going to be in the room when Facebook was started. But being in these communities and in the Web3 and having your CyberCon and having access to these clubs, you now are, in a sense, in that room with the Facebooks, with the guys that can actually, like, rise the tide with you, you know, and sort of yeah. push up with with you. You know, it's it's crazy, man. Like, CyberCon was my favorite, most favorite purchase, man. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it was a lot of fun. But I think what you said about not being there for the internet boom, a lot of people in in our generation consider this whole space our version of that, like, mm. you know, to be early in some sort of new technology or space, then maybe you can do extremely well. Yeah, I agree with right? that too. There, there's yeah. a lot of, and that's why there's so much speculation. Mm. But uh, you got to consider like Bored Apes didn't even exist 18 months ago, you know what I mean? Billion dollar brand raising huge VC funding, you know, not only have they profited themselves massively, but they've made all their holders and their early supporters and their day ones incredibly rich, you know mm. what I mean? Mm. And it's just, uh, it's kind of good to see that evolve in real time. And even if it's, you know, I think I think Google Labs and Board Apes will be here for the long run, but just seeing how quickly that can happen where, you know, it took Microsoft, I don't know, decades in order to reach that billion dollar valuation. It's taken, you know, Snapchat and TikTok and all these newer social platforms much less time in order to read that valuation. And now in Web3, it's happening. It can happen in less than a year, yeah, you know what I mean, in order to reach that valuation. So almost crazy. Exponential growth. Yeah. So We've never really seen anything like it. Yeah. And I think it's just going to accelerate even more and more. So it might be the point where you launch an NFT project and within a couple of months, maybe even with Gary Vee uh, building that 
billion dollar valuation, you know, and that's unicorn status in the in the Web two in the startup world. Mm. Uh, I think you're going to be able to reach that in a couple of months, and it's just how long. Obviously, there's no such thing as an overnight success. It takes you years of planning and trial and error and failed projects, and you know, as we've spoken about with Fred as well, you have to go through all those motions and develop all the skills in order to develop that. But let's see how quickly that some of those results can deliver, you know, because Moonbirds just popped up out of nowhere and they're trading at what. 20, 30 floor price, you know, in the span of a couple of weeks. And, yeah. No one sees all the... Moonbirds uh, was uh, yeah. probably one of the, the things that crushed me the most in this space. Yeah. <laughs> Not winning that raffle, just don't oh. win the raffle. Man. You just miss out on massive profit just from not man. winning. I had three entries in the raffle. Did you? Yeah. Man, Luca P, one of the co-hosts, <laughs> man, Proof Collective is like, you know, we always, whenever Proof is mentioned, we like all just look at him and his head just goes down. So like... Why was the story in there? So originally, like, I remember him talking about Proof's coming out, this thing, blah, blah, blah. He was about to... It was, it was at 2 if at the time, the pass, and he was about to press buy and for some reason, just like... Didn't pull the trigger. Mm. And then, you know, you saw the heights that Proof Collective hit. I mean, like what was 180? Went high. Maybe yeah, went higher. I think it, it nearly hit 200 ETH. Did it? Oh, ouch. It was insane. And ETH was high at the time as well. ETH That's every time we talk about, you know, hitting a high, you got to remember that ETH was, what was it, three grand US? So four yeah. and a half Australian as well. So you just always got to put it back into AUD or USD value sometimes as well. It and was think insane. That. It's, it's funny that on that point, I feel like in this space, it's, even easier for people to speculate because there's like there's this disconnect between the actual value, the dollar value in your bank account, mm. and the ETH value. That's because the denominator you trade lot, in yeah. ETH, yeah. So it just it fully just. I'm like, oh, it's like point one. Yeah, like it's, it's like five hundred bucks. Like yeah. when it when ETH was high. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, right. I remember when we were playing around. Our first taste was during that massive meme run on the we were on the Binance Network Pancake Swap, you know, poo coin charts, the whole thing. And I remember Luca P would ring me. He first he text me just the contract address, and I know I'm already in pancakes, what, bro. <laughs> yeah, then he'd ring it. me, yeah, on it, and he'd ring me, and he'd be like, "Just chuck in five BNB. We'll just jump in." I go, "Yeah, cool. Eight hundred dollars US at the time. BNB was man, and it's just like five BNB completely rugged after that. But it was that massive disconnect because it's like one if's one if to me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm gonna hold that bag. Like if I say I was to sell my mutant now. Getting that for seven ETH, I'd still be ahead, but I'm not selling that ETH. I will hold that until however long I need to hold that to, till, you know, I'm back to where I need to be yeah. and uh, sitting in a profit. Because don't forget tax and all that. Yeah, exactly. Stuff. But I think you raised a really interesting point when we met up a couple of weeks ago. You said that you value ETH as, was it 10,000 Australian or US? Like, yeah. you just got that number in your head. So when you put trades in, uh, even if it's only, say, it's like 0.1 ETH, you know, it's not actually, what is it, 250 AUD. You're valuing that as a thousand, right? Yeah, I so I base it off of that in my head. I could be totally wrong with that, mm. but the way I consider it is that I, I just price ETH like f in the future mm. as ten k. Yeah, so that that could be totally inaccurate, but that, that's the way I, I think. It's about a good it. way to think about it as well because uh, yeah. you might you know make a small gain in ETH. You know what I mean? You got to understand that no, this could be worth a lot more in the future as well. You know what I mean? And I think. Mm. A lot of people got double wrecked, you know what I mean? They got wrecked on the NFTs and then wrecked on the ETH price crash, you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah well, you, why don't we talk about that, like the state of the market now? Oh, yeah. Mm. What do you guys <laughs> think? I mean, we are in, I don't know how deep, but it is definitely NFT Super bear. Deep. Yeah. Uh, oh, you still think bear? NFTs? 100%. Yeah. Oh, NFTs, just, yeah. Just from no, without question. Like the volume yeah. dropping off so much as well. 
Um, and it's going to go for a while. Yeah. Well, sure. that's what I said. I don't know how deep. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, it hasn't really been that long. For me. April was the last time we had decent volume. Yeah. And decent. Was uh, that with floor. the other? Was that with the other deep mint? Because I feel like it's just all been downhill from that. Every blue can, chip has fumbled the bag per se and just not delivered, or you know, just not met expectations. Well, I think after yeah. that, it just definitely just plummeted. Just about everything has bled since then. Yeah, the, since the, that mint. Since then, the only really big thing that's come has been Goblin Town. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. do you want to talk about your story with Goblin Town? Goblin Town. Oh man. <laughs> So I you, just, in, you got in on the goblins? Well, yeah. Nice. I mean, at that time, I was I was just minting quite a lot of the things that were coming out, flipping for little bits. And I didn't really assess it correctly for the, the meme value that it had and how much attention that it actually got with all their ridiculous spaces and just the art <laughs> itself. Like, the whole package was just like, Everything. people were like... The th- a good learning point from that is that is that the value goes toward where the attention goes. And whether you like goblins or not, and thought that their spaces were insane, sitting there talking like <laughs> goblins, all, all <laughs> yeah, that. Like <laughs> even how they were writing on Twitter, like goblins. The, the, the attention, is, like the money goes to where the attention is yeah. being spent. And I, early on, I didn't really assess that properly, but I, I think I minted um, a couple, sold them real quick, bought back heaps. I bought back like almost twenty, nice at zero point zero four, and sold zero point zero four. Yeah, lovely. But sold all of them for just like a two x, except yeah. for one. <laughs> And the mental damage of seeing them go from that to whatever yeah. was enough to make me hold that last one all the way to the top. And I actually I managed to sell one for a very good amount, like around nice. around eight. Yeah. But there's always always this thing in the space where it doesn't matter what decision you make, it tends not to be the right decision, mm. right? You, it could have you been hold something it goes to zero. You, yeah. You, you know, you you sell goes up like another twenty times. Mm. Not always like that, but you you have that you always have that feeling in your mind like. It's, it's it's tough to make calls on things, but you just have to you have to put those decision, decisions behind you and just be like, still made still made profit. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, still well, that's really it. Don't, don't, don't beat yourself up over paper papering something. You know, because nothing is guaranteed in it. And mm. I think being able to survive and like building your ETH is more important than maximizing everything. It's just an impossible mm. like way to to think about it. For sure. I, do you think as well, like, for example, um, you've been getting in on a lot of free mints as well. You mentioned off air before. Mm. Do you think that how many, for every Goblin Town that happens, how many free mints are there that just never mint out or just point zero zero less than the point zero zero one on, uh, so it's not even worth the gas to sell it. People are selling their NFTs for free. Yeah. Uh, like, I've got an in free mint and they've just not taken off. There's like one sale a week. People are bundling them, just hoping to get some of their gas back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, how many projects are there? What do you so think? Bad. Is it fifty to one? Is it a hundred to one? It's more. It, it, I don't know. I mean, it would be hundreds to one. Mm. To be honest, some have a little pump mm. after, like very, like for an hour or two. So everyone always focuses on the successes and the golden's, and never the hundreds of other free mints, like you said. And it just depends on, like, on Solana as well. It's oh man, it's so bad. No, it's terrible, man. Yeah. I remember minting these dopey ducklings. <laughs> I think I'm into those two. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Yeah. And they plummeted. And I just put one up for like 0.1. I don't know what happened, man. It was a rug, but this little pump came through. And I remember yeah, sitting, yeah. Later. sitting... Yeah, later. I was mm. sitting in the room and boom, it said item sold 0.1 dopey ducklings. Instantly, okay. I went to the second one, put it up, sold. And now, God rest in peace, dopey yeah. ducklings. Rip ducklings. Yeah. <laughs> man, one of the best feelings ever was getting like sales from your hidden folder from shit that was just dead <laughs> for like a month that's just it was honestly one of the best feelings because it's like in your mind you've written it off it's yeah. not worth anything it's just like free money 
Man, nice. some of them, I remember minting like this one, Blue Chimps. And it was like, I remember I minted it because they're like, we set up Shaq's MetaMask and Shaq's going to mint a Blue Chimp. I'm like, well, I'm minting a Blue Chimp for 0.3. And <laughs> we've done nothing, right? And like nice guys, I went in their spaces, whatever. Anyways, I ended up listing it for like 1.2. And I got a message from the dev and he's like, hey, Shaheen, man, because like you know, I had my mutant on and you know, a few thousand followers, like, you know, wanted Some me exposure. to stay. Like, yeah, you know, he's like, man, we're doing big things. We want to make you do, like invite you as a VIP into these rooms and blah, blah, blah. So first time I ever let emotions get to me and I'm like, okay, cool. I'll and he convinced you out of could, selling yeah, it? Yeah, I full delisted it, right? Wuber comes along, man, puts his up for 1.3. Two seconds later, boom, sells. And mm. he's like, man, I just sold mine for 1.3. I'm like, oh my God, I'm an idiot. But straight away, listed at 1.2. I think five days later, it sold. But now it's back down to like nothing, like 0 0.2, 0 0.1 or something like that. But it's the, yeah, it's that emotions. It's like trying to create that like disconnect because we said it just before when we are talking that one token like that affiliation you have with it that like once you start to learn how this market works i think you start to see like the rose-colored glasses fall off come off yeah they, that's yeah i yep. agree with that but i think the most uh interesting and conflicting part of nfts is the community because you buy something you get all these followers if you put it up you know you share with everyone in the world hey this is what i got you know sometimes it's that risk of gambling it's like oh what traits am i going to get if you get a rare one hold on to it if you get a common one get rid of it, you know what I mean? Or, you know, just maybe hold one common, one rare, you know, it just depends on how many you mint. Uh, but then you interact with the community, you meet people, it's like you start to build those friendships and then you kind of get a little bit attached to it because you're like, if I sell this, you know, are people going to think, oh, he sold, he dumped on us, he's not one mm. of us, you know what I mean? It's like, do you hold on to it? I've been rugged on projects, but I consider it worthwhile because of the friends that I've made along the way and they've given me tips on other projects it's kind of paid itself off. So yeah, curious to get your thoughts it. on that as well. Yeah. Like what, what projects have you joined and the alpha's been there? And even if you haven't made a monetary gain, you've just kind of enjoyed the ride and it's just been fun. Yeah, I think, well, Kongs is one, but another one is Anonymous. Mm. Easily one of the most, like I've got so much value out of being part of that, that community as well. Um, just a lot of smart traders in there. Uh, it's a relatively fun discussion. They had a massive run early on, like price-wise. And now just down, down, down. But the value of actually being part of that over time has, yeah, like you said, I think outweighed the not taking profits at various levels. For, for sure. sure. And there's opportunity as well to buy into it at such a discounted price from its all-time high. Um, mm. Like, do you feel like, obviously, you know, you're not financial advice, but do you think that it's worthwhile to find some of these blue chips which have fallen, or were once blue chips, but have fallen from grace? trading at, you know, a huge 95% discount to what they were at their high. Do you think joining those communities, they're still active, you can still get alpha from them? Or would you look to, everyone has that short-term that short -term attention span, they want to jump onto the next thing. So do you think people should start to look for these undervalued projects which have been in the space for a while or should they jump onto newer projects and establish a new community? What are your thoughts on that? Um, that's an interesting question. I think that there is still value from from some of the older things. I don't know... And I don't think that's from if you buy in your actual whatever you buy will appreciate, but maybe just from being part of a group that are into other things, then then that would be useful. I, it's it's hard to say. I don't. Are, are we coming back in terms of the level of pricing? Like what we've seen with all, with all these projects, even the big ones. Do you think we'll get back to those levels of pricing? Do you think you see in dollar value? You think you see mutants, for example, at 
100k plus again not uh, not for a little while not for, not for a while yeah, yeah. Uh, for me it's like um i do i definitely i think we will see probably prices we didn't think were possible uh timeline wise for me everything's like two years away i'm sort of saying to guys like yeah we'll see a meme coin run but when the fundamentals so bad like we're talking about in a sense world war three we haven't even gotten there yet like even just talking about it crashes markets we've coming out of covid we've coming out of like in the last two years some serious life-changing events mm. that now it's not the pandemic that's the issue it's the economic costs that are the issue because of these things your pockets being hurt milk is eight dollars they're not coming into the crypto market and i think once we get through all of that which is going to take time uh that's when we'll see it and it's it's a bit gloomy to say that's why I'm like getting the labs now build like refine your meme coin strategy refine your research you know so when it does come build your network as well exactly you exactly. execute you're militant in your approach yeah. and I'd be really disappointed with myself with just me being me as a person if like I let that opportunity slide because I was complacent in that yeah for sure like yeah I think it's building that they call it the layer zero basically it's like the people the skills so when it might not even be nfts that pop off next time like it you may know not. I was, uh, I don't know if you heard about CryptoKitties back in 2018. They kind of yeah. clogged up the Ethereum network at the time. They weren't even called NFTs. They were just ERC-721s, mm. you know what I mean? And Vitalik was tweeting about it. Uh, you had a few projects as well, but no one was talking about punks. No one was, you know, building projects and sharing them and shilling them like they were now. So mm. um, I knew about crypto zombies. Did Have you ever done that tutorial? Do you know much about I've that? I've done a little bit of it, yeah. yeah. I mean, I quickly learned that. I'm no coder. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I, don't yeah. yeah I started it. But I was, yeah, I started and I was like, yeah, it's kind of interesting, but I, I don't think I can devote that much time to actually becoming good enough at that to be, mm. you know, useful at mm. it. Like maybe to understand a bit of how smart contracts work and how things are. But yeah, I think that would take a bit of time. Too. Yeah, for sure. But now's the time to learn those skills because, yeah. uh, you know, I've said to Shane before as well, there's a senior Solidity developer roles, three years experience paying upwards of half a mil. You know what I mean? Like if you missed out on that run, and uh, you're not a trader, there's opportunities to build, you know what I mean? Yes, a lot of the big workforces have, like, scrapped, you know, a lot of their staff. But if you learn the skills, if you make meet the connections, if you put the time in, basically, to learn blockchain development or mm. marketing or business development, whatever your skill set is, uh, getting on the ground floor, that's how you join the next immutable, I feel like, for the next bull run. So yeah. even outside of the scope of just flipping crypto and NFTs, uh, that's not where the market is at right now. I think if you build those IRL connections, if you cultivate those skills... Uh, you're setting yourself up for the next bull market to make a killing, you know what I mean? So that's my perspective, at least. Put in the hours now when times are tough uh, and winners are made during bear markets. So, yeah, put in the time, get the results. Yeah, exactly. And just don't don't leave. Don't leave, yeah. Just show up every day. Right. I mean, a lot of people at the end of 2017 left. I left for a while. Mm. And if you just stay and keep building and you think that this is going to be something that will be bigger in the future, then the opportunity is there. You yeah. just don't. Don't bail on it because we're, we're down in the dumps. And this is the most bullish I've been in a bear market ever. You know what I mean? Which like, is interesting perspective, yeah. Yeah. You obviously, I'm, I'm sure you feel the same way too. Like 20, 2018, sure. there was nothing to kind of cling on to. We had the ETF and the merge, oh, E2.0 coming out, which just got pushed back endlessly. Mm. Uh, but there wasn't really a catalyst. Like it was just all the ICOs were crashing. Uh, Bitcoin was just tanking 15% every other week. You know what I mean? We got a few relief pumps, but... Uh, there was no real reason to hold on, you know what I mean, until DeFi summer exactly. came in 2020. And then CryptoPunks late 2020, they started to pick up a bit of traction. I think they were, you know, around 20K. You know, I don't even know what that was in e, e terms at the time. But um, 
and you had hash mark you slowly had all these nft projects start to pop off and uh i think nfts are kind of what's keeping this market alive even if they're not getting the volume or the attention that they did last year so Mm. let's see what happens i think i don't think a lot of people are leaving i mean if you look at if you track like the wallets i know a lot of people use bots and like multi-wallet but it doesn't seem like whilst volumes are down quite badly in the nft market in general uh, there's still quite a lot of like wallet activity there's still people trading still people active it's just for less and less and less so Mm. the fact that people don't seem to be leaving is already a positive sign yeah it's a bullish sign like i think it's all different like we're saying off the air friend ringing the other day going you know Marrickville metro here in sydney accepts you know cryptocurrency and stuff like that i sort of feel i haven't seen like this level of adoption before you know and especially like us building an in real life crew it makes us even more bullish like moving forward you know and it's all changed like you know i was having a look and um you're quite big on the ens yeah. domains man yeah. <laughs> you know, like, has done really well considering club. everything in the market it's done really it's well stuff it, like it's that. got yeah. some strange like i wouldn't say strange but it's just there's some big belief it's it's a bit cultish too yeah sure. it is for, sure. for sure and a lot of E&S delusion Maxis. as well yeah a lot, of, a lot of delusion for yeah sure, for sure i've got a few four digits so i, I feel like it makes sense mm. you see people paying premiums for you know really clean mobile numbers or mm. license plates 100 just a bit of a flex i, will, I you know? don't and, think and this so, is anything offering like the utility base that an ENS offers. I mean, it's just still yeah. pay me to one, two, three, four, There's five. There's like half a million, half a million wallets that hold ENS. It's like a massive community that's just in, in its own little category. It's, it's sick. No, uh, I love it. Like, uh, when did you first, because it was announced early in WSK. Is that where you first Yeah, there was one, the ENS or? who was it? I think it was like PAX from in yeah. CyberKongs was talking about it. And uh, well, there was, there was another guy too. I can't remember his name, but he, he did really well out of it. Um, from Kongs, they were like, "Oh, the three-digit, you know, things are all minting out." And then for me, I was like, "Well, it's just an extension. What about the four-digit ones? It's mm. the same idea. It's just a little bit less." And it just it took off like it, it blew up. I it think was it, like you could mint those things back in April. I think for one year, I think you could mint them for like zero point zero five, <laughs> and they ran to like they ran to three, and there was some bigger outlier sales for really like you know two thousand dot or whatever. Like yeah. That was that was a good one. That was one of the last nice big plays before we started started bleeding in the market. So. Yeah, no, but I'm they're still holding up pretty well, actually. I'm not in the 10k club. No, what do you got? Uh just you know, Shaheen.eve. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aussie, so I got muted I thought that could come in one day. Just yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like, man, I feel a lot of these things. Like, yeah, we there was just there's so, so much going on in the markets that you know you see these things pop up, but like whether you action it or not or mm. things like that. Because it wasn't just the four digits that you were doing as well. You're doing Arabic. Yeah, I did some. Yeah. Man. It was the same style, the same play. I, I, they, they did all right. They done well. But they, they go through little like little hype runs and then just not much liquidity after. So the the, the four digit Arabic. I should have done the three digits really. Yeah, it's a bit slow on that, but uh, still did all right from the four D ones. I don't know if those will get like a solid community later, mm. but definitely. Um, the 4D and 3D ones. Yeah. I, I think will hold value and, and increase. Yeah, so do I. Sure. I think that's where it's like solidified itself now. It's it, it, the values in that. Yeah. It's not like I don't see, yeah, little pumps. We always get these little pumps come through, but it's just so like, I don't know. It's just all so emotive. It's just this whole thing is just like emotion. I say it's a lot of people like, you know, because you see like when people first get into NFTs, they just come like super conviction. Like it, this is 
going to pay off my house. This is the greatest club I've ever been in. Yeah. Us sitting back who've been rugged, who've been... We're like, man, I've seen that you before. see the cycles and, yeah, it's not... It's not like... I think truly the gold rush period of them is over. Mm. It'll Where, come again, though, yeah? I reckon. You, you yeah. think so? For sure. Like, I think we've just got... Like, the meme run just reached new levels of proportion, like, you know, of outreach, you know what I mean? You had... How many celebrities now? You've actually got to consider the opposite. How many celebrities aren't in NFTs? You know what I mean? And in 2018, I, I don't know if you remember Katy Perry taking a photo of her nails and she had like Bitcoin on one fingernail, uh, Stellar Lumens, which kind of, you know, didn't really do that well, this pump, mm-hmm. Ethereum, Ripple. She had all the crypto nails and that was the actual peak. I'm pretty sure when she posted that tweet or that, or that Instagram post or whatever, that was the absolute peak of the market. But now you've had these celebrities who have stuck around in this market who still own the board apes, who still rep them, all the rappers. Uh, the Doodles have a huge yeah. presence on Twitter too. I think uh, there are actually more followers. Uh, the total follower count of Doodle NFTs, I've verified, actually surpasses that of board apes because you've got a lot of the rappers and the big celebrities are repping the NFT. So really? I think it's very different. It's a very different time when you've still got these celebrities who have had their taste of Web3. You got you know Snoop Dogg, you know using his IP for all kinds of stuff. I think the game has changed. So everyone says, "Oh, this this bull market, this bear market is going to be different this time." I don't know. I think we'll see whether it's NFTs, whether it's something else that comes along. Uh, like I said, NFTs just surpassed my imagination of what you know could have been the next run. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think it will definitely be. There will always be another um, bull bull market, bear market in that say. It might be in a completely different form, but. Um, we'll see. There's still so many more people to onboard into Web3. So let's see what happens. Yeah, I don't think they're going. Um, I think we'll come back. I Like I said, I'm a realist. I can see the fundamentals going on. It's going to take time. Um, you know, there's massive debts to be paid and things like that. But, you know, I try to be a realist to our people listening as well. Like when the profits are there, I mean, take your profits. Yeah, you as know, hard as that can be. As, exactly yeah, right. Actually, like. Yeah, don't feel like I'm abandoning the club because, you know, if you've got conviction, you can rotate back in, you know, but I think, yeah, it's that rose-coloured glasses came off because you had to just, like, like it was like, nah, this is going to a thousand, this is going to just ridiculous, like, because we saw money that we just, it was unfathomable. Like, things were selling for, like, ridiculous amounts of money and it's like, wow, like, I've never, I never saw anything like what I've seen in the last, since that meme run to now, what I've seen has completely blown my mind. No, for sure. I mean, there's money just flying around left, right, and center. It Everywhere. was it was crazy. Usually, before we wrap up, man, I always like to ask, like, mental health wise. You know what I mean? Like I said, you know, you come from that different background and see it differently to most of us being an analyst and things like that. What would you do, and like, what would you say to people like to keep their spirits up? A lot of people got wrecked, as we know, man. Like, yeah. What do you sort of apply in your life just to keep you know that mental strength and that mental game strong? Well, for me, I always. I guess two things. One is that always keep enough money for yourself to be able to live for a good amount of time. If you don't have like you know, six months living expenses and you're just degening on stuff online, like that's that's just a bad recipe. You need to have like a little bit of a safety net behind you. It doesn't have to be massive, but you can't be using your rent money to buy friggin' JPEGs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like that's, there's people that do. There's people yeah, who that's crazy. Le- like, lever up, you know, put their mortgage down and, you know, Buy NFTs, buy crypto, yeah. invest in Luna Anchor Protocol because it's a safe bet. And the euphoria in the moment, they think it's a good idea. Terrible. Yeah. So just always have like a, a financial safety net, I'd say. And then the other thing for me is just exercise. Like always, always stay fit. Exercise is like the actual difference between being, you know, not in a good way and mm. and feeling good. 
So if you're if you're fit, then your mental state is is in a much better place than if you weren't. So yeah. I think those two things. Yeah, me. and you were talking about sleep as well. You need to get that rest sleep, in order to yeah. be in your top performance. So as much as as tempting as it is to just be a degen, pull in the late nights, you need to be at the top of your mental game too. So you get plenty of sleep. Is that right? Was that the conversation we had? Yeah, I do now. Mm. I, I didn't back then. Like I'm, I remember staying up for days waiting for waiting for drops. Like, Man, it was crazy. I, I actually think Fox game was some ridiculous Fox wolf game. game client. Yeah. Set up for like two days waiting for that. Wow. Those tails to drop that. It was worth it in the end, I guess. But yeah, you, you definitely need to be getting getting rest. Man, I still remember like during that meme run on Poo Coin charts, just sitting watching TV in like the laptop. Didn't move, man. We'd be driving, like I'd be driving to jobs or mate would be driving to a job and he'll have his laptop on the M7 open, man. Waking up every two hours, man. Like it was No riding, disconnect. No disconnect. Like he was riding like I think six figures at the time. So it was worth the effort. But I'm pretty sure well, like most would have written it up and written it down, which is disappointing. But yeah, man, like, you know, it's for me, it's that seven hours of sleep is that that changed a lot in my life. That gave me a lot more focus and stuff like that. And removing that emotion on like you're missing every you're not going to catch everything. No, you have to accept that. That's I think that's really important. I love it. Yeah, man. Well, guys, there you have it. You know, we've got B-Bags and John. I mean, Consortium Key Analyst, ENS Maxi, OG Cyberkong, man. Much love, your family, bro. Guys, you know, sit down, listen to this one a couple of times because, you know, there's a lot of interesting alpha in there that you can deconstruct, you know, that can make your trading game better and, you know, just look at things in a different way. We'll, we'll put up all the socials, guys. Make sure you follow, like, check all the tweets, retweet. Stay safe out there and we'll catch you guys soon.